is up. We are almost at the end of spooky season. Hopefully y'all have been making the most of it. Not gonna lie, I am ready for Christmas already. But this episode is going to be talking about mental health and homelessness and how we treat homeless people and our view of them. So I started a book club recently and it's been a ton of fun to read some of these books I've had on my shelf forever or just to get some new ones I've been hearing about for a while. And it's awesome too just to have some of these conversations with other people and to get, you know, all the different perspectives. And and for spooky season, we read The Wrong Family by Taryn Fisher. 10 out of 10 recommend. It was super good. Um, Definitely worth the read. Every time I thought I had it figured out, there was like another plot twist and it, I was completely caught off guard. But anyway, um, side note, if you do want to check it out, you can find the audiobook online for free if you just Google it. So, but yeah, it's got some pretty crazy plot twists. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for y'all. So I'll do my best to kind of give you some highlights because there are, there's a lot of awesome excerpts from the book that I'm going to add in today to this episode, but I'll try my best not to spoil anything for you. Um, But yeah, there are some homeless characters in the novel, which is where I'm going with this. Um, But it just kind of, the whole book as a whole, it just sort of highlights the insanely unfair treatment in society that some people get. And then the other people don't even realize it's happening. So um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So All too often, homeless people get demonized and ostracized because of their social standing. And I mean, you guys know, like, we're scared of them, we fear them, we're disgusted by them, we pretend we don't see them. So, so let's think about this for a second. I'll set the scene for y'all. Let's say it's the middle of winter, and I'm not talking a California winter, I'm talking a real winter, a Minnesota winter, eight degrees outside, negative wind chill. It's cold, it's windy, the snow is coming down hella heavy, and there's a homeless guy sitting on the sidewalk. Now, genuine, honest response here. What are your thoughts? What are you feeling? Maybe nothing? I mean, that's pretty common. That's a normal human response to that. But let's add something else into this picture. Let's add a little puppy or... A kitty, if that's what you prefer. They're shivering, they're whimpering, they're whining, their ears are flattened, they're resting their head on their little paws. Now what do you feel? Presumably a lot more, right? We always feel bad for the animals, but not always for the person. Because we kind of forget that that homeless person is a person. We just sort of We just kind of dehumanize them to the point where we don't even see them as Mike or Taryn or whoever. We just see them as a, quote, homeless person. And that's it. And now for those of you saying, well, the person's on the street because of their own actions and consequences. And, you know, the dog didn't choose that lifestyle. They were just subjected to that because of their owner. And to that, I do want to add just another perspective. Okay. We are not always the only narrators to our story. Sometimes the odds are just not in our favor. Sometimes we can never get a foot into the doorway because of social injustices and inequalities that hold us back from even getting to the hallway to that door. 
And so in the wrong family, there's a therapist and she had some mental issues herself, but long story short, no spoilers, she made a mistake. And yes, it was a pretty big mistake. It deserved a form of consequence. Um, and it was with a client, so there were more stringent reper- like repercussions that were involved. But basically, what happened... She went to prison after that for a couple of years. And then when she got out, she couldn't get a job right away. And then they weren't good jobs. And then it just kind of, everything just kept going downhill until eventually she was homeless for a while. Right? And she was a therapist. So she was well-educated. She had a great job. She had her life together for the most part. And she still ended up homeless. And I'm not even going to talk about the thousands and thousands of homeless veterans out there. Um, This is me acknowledging it, but that's too much to go into for this episode. But there's a scene in The Wrong Family where she's telling her story to this kid. And he asked her about what her last day as a therapist was like. And this is what she said. She said, it was sad. I didn't want it to be my last day, but sometimes there are no way around these things. And the kid considered this, his forehead furrowed, and he said, you felt out of control. And she said, yes, I did. Unfortunately, we aren't the only ones in control of our story arcs. Outsiders have an influence too. And then he said back, but we let the outsiders have an influence, right? And she said, yes and no. When you're an adult, you can control who you allow into your life, but you cannot control how they'll behave once they're there. So, oh, I love this book. I'm telling y'all, you got to read this book because there's so many good quotes in there. But anyway, yes, it is not always in our control on what happens to us, how society treats us after one mistake And many times with homeless people, we use drug use as kind of like an excuse for why it's their fault that they're homeless or like why they're somehow less deserving of empathy than others, whatever the case may be. But I want to add something onto that as well, because we use alcohol and substances now to dull our emotions, to ease our anxieties, to make work parties more tolerable, whatever the reason. Sometimes it's just to have more fun, right? Whatever your reasoning is for it. And so we do that now. Imagine being cold and starving and miserable on the sidewalk for months and months and months on end with truly no hope to ever reverse your situation. Drugs still provide them with that same emotional outlet. It dulls their reality. It can make them sleep for hours and hours and hours. And if you're sleeping, you're not getting judged. You're not getting ignored by passerbys. You aren't thinking about the pain that you're in, physical or emotional. You aren't thinking about how hungry you are. And some of the heavier drugs do affect your appetite as well. So you can just go on a bender for literally two days without eating anything. And you don't notice it because you're not really in your right mind. And so sometimes they will take those drugs specifically for that purpose because they don't have food to eat anyway for those two days. And so it gives them the perception that they're prolonging their deprived needs and it just kind of dulls that 
that basic human urge for a necessity of food or water or sleep, whatever the case may be. And so I, I just think that we need to be cautious on the type of judgments we're passing on to homeless people because it really truly could be any of us. And we don't know what their past experiences are. And so in The Wrong Family, there's this other line where she's talking about how people view her on the street. And again, no spoilers, but she was somewhere where she wasn't supposed to be. Let's just say, I'll just leave it at that. And she says, quote, they'd be back any minute. She just knew it. Call it a sixth sense. Animals had it too. They knew when a predator was near. And that's all people were really, wasn't it? Animals dressed up. And it's so sad too, because homeless people have just absolutely nothing. Like imagine how dehumanizing that would feel if that was you. Just to be lacking all of the basic human necessities. And another line from the wrong family, the homeless girl in there, she was snooping on other people's information because she said she liked, quote, how the information made her feel. Like she wasn't without all of the things that made her a person, a family, a home, a history. Just to hold on to theirs for a few moments left her heart racing, unquote. And so when we were talking about this book for the book club, which side note, if you guys want to join in, please just let me know. We're about to pick our next book for November. But anyway, so we were talking about the book in this book club. And um, the one girl was an impatient pharmacist that used to work in our hospital. And she was telling this story about how over the holidays, um, they would get this huge influx of homeless patients. And the, her coworker would be annoyed about it because, in his perspective, they were just abusing the ER and the healthcare system because they weren't actually, like, sick. They just wanted to be somewhere warm over the holidays. And she was like, let them be. Like, we can manage. We can, like, let them have some heating and a bed to lay in. Like, we can make that work. We can provide a little bit of care for them before they have to go back out into reality. And that's the sad truth. Sometimes, yes, people do just make bad choices and lead themselves down a dark path that's unavoidable. But more often than not, I feel like that's just not the case. And the thing is, mental illness and prison and homelessness, they all go hand in hand they're painfully connected because many times people who commit, like, um, I was reading this study about homeless people that have been in and out of the prison system. And it was saying that many times they would actually commit petty crimes with the intention of getting caught and then sent back to prison just because they know that in there they'll have clothes and food and health care and a bed and shelter and they don't have that guarantee on the outside on the street and so there's another excerpt from the wrong family that i want to read and she says now here i am going deeper into the shit rather than out of it but wasn't that the story of my whole life anyway out on parole but in a different type of prison i'm telling y'all you have to read this book it's so good but yeah it's Society sometimes, to some, it can be a very freeing dynamic and for others, it can just immediately be a prison. It just depends on our circumstances. 
But we need to realize that not everyone has the same circumstances. Not everyone has the same experiences and the same opportunities. And sometimes, unfortunately, we can create a societal prison for others from our own needs and desires. And so at first I was thinking maybe this was a cultural thing where, because you know, I grew up in a very rural area. Maybe it was just us that kind of dehumanize homeless people. Like maybe it's just us that were trained to be scared of homeless people, whatever the case may be. You know, maybe it's just like my perspective of all of these things happening, but that's not necessarily how it is. However, we have an inpatient psychiatric ward in our hospital and it's right next door to our inpatient pharmacy. And this is kind of how I know that it's like across the board this happens because when we get new students in and they're from, you know, all across the country, all all the states, whenever we get the new students in and they hear about the ward and, you know, the fact that we actually go in there almost on a daily basis, they get so scared to go in there and they're so nervous that they'll see a patient and when we do go in there to refill the meds, you can just you can just see how uncomfortable they are. You can like cut the tension with a knife and they'll stand right behind me. So they're basically like hiding behind me, especially whenever the patients are out and about. And they just stare at the patient's socks or they'll just be super awkward about it. And I feel so bad because the patients can feel that too. They know. Especially when it's like the younger patients, it's always so sad because they're just as uncomfortable. They're embarrassed. They're ashamed. Like they don't want to be seen like that. And they know that these kids are judging them. And I'm just like, guys, they're, they're just patients. Like they're not monsters. They're still human. They're just having a hard time and they're getting the help that they need. Like they're not psycho like we say. You know what I mean? And so then after that, then I realized like, no, this is across the country. This is a, this is a thing that everybody does. We just dehumanize and demonize any like mental illness or homelessness. Um, and it's just so sad to me because like I said, there's, there's still people like they're one of us. They're just going through something differently, which very well might happen to any of us at any given time. I mean, like I said, from the wrong family. She was, she is the last person that you'd ever stereotypically think would become homeless, right? She had a, a doctorate, whatever, and she still wound up on the street. So it really just goes to show that this can happen to anybody and that we should have more empathy for those that are on the street. Now, granted, am I saying like, oh, go give them all of your money? No, because they might abuse it. I don't know. But it le- at an absolute minimum, so some people are comfortable like giving them food or dropping off, you know, in the wintertime, you know, dropping off extra spare coats or shoes or what blankets, whatever. If you're comfortable doing that, awesome. You are a saint of society. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, that's still perfectly fine. I'm just asking that we all kind of 
just take a second to recognize when we see a homeless person, really kind of grasp what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and just kind of come to terms with that. And maybe maybe redirect the way that you perceive them. Maybe we don't see them as a, oh, gross, that's a stinky homeless person. Let's walk on the other side of the street and just show a little bit of human compassion, right? Because we shouldn't only feel bad if a pet is homeless. We should feel equally the same about the human that's also homeless. But that's just my perspective. Um, that's just my my thoughts on the on the matter. Hopefully you guys enjoy the last couple days of spooky season. Get ready for Thanksgiving. I actually don't like Thanksgiving that much, honestly. I think it's just because I don't like turkey and I don't like eating a lot of food at one time because then my stomach always hurts and then nobody's happy. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pecan pie. So it's kind of like, what's the point, you know? Because turkey is, I don't know. I don't know. But that's just me. Um, I'm more excited for Christmas. But I always am excited for Christmas. Anyway, I'm rambling. Have a great week. Make good choices. Be a decent human being. Don't be afraid to come to terms with what you're truly feeling when you see homeless people. And yeah, have a great week. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.